Welcome back to Hack Your Life with Celine Kirk. This is Celine, your host, and today we're going to talk about how to pick the right guy. This is a very challenging topic for so many women because, you know, we find this certain exciting kind of man who makes us feel something and then it just doesn't work out. And some of us are aware to recognize a pattern and see that we're constantly choosing the wrong people. And if this is you, and if that's why you're here, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for becoming present to the pattern and trying to do something about it. So if you keep an open mind, and if you follow along this journey with me, I'm going to walk you through three rules that I would live by if I were still single. And it's actually something I did live by, and that's why I personally believe I'm married, and hopefully you'll get the same results. So I'm going to share those three rules in a minute, but first, I want to just address, you know, dating life and how it really goes on for so many women and why I really wanted to do this episode. I think so many women are challenged with this fine line of, you know, wanting to feel stimulated and challenged and feel something versus having that safety and peace of a good man in their life. Now, we often see, you know, the good guy finishes last and there's a lot of truth to it because there's a lot of women who come across really good, kind men but somehow, some way, always go for that quote-unquote bad boy because that bad boy is stimulating. That bad boy is adding color to their life. So often they're getting into these negative patterns and dating men that aren't necessarily right for them, but they're stimulating, but they're definitely not right for them. And they keep going for it anyways, well knowing that whether if it's in their subconscious or the front of their mind, that what they're doing is not going to work. Now, if you've recognized that you do this too, and there's been tons of nice, sweet guys that you've just not been into, and they were, you know, ready and willing to do anything for you, and you were just not interested, hang in there, because I'm going to walk you through these three rules that'll really help you out. And if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, Celine, like I, I don't have this issue between good boy, bad boy. Like I just want to pick the right guy for me. I don't have that issue. I'm clear. I just can't find the right one. Then hang in here still. And I promise that you're going to learn something that you might have not considered before. Okay, great. So let's get started. Rule number one, chase a feeling not a tick list. So what do I mean by that? As women, we all have a golden list of attributes, things that we really want a man to have that we would deem valuable and worthy as our future husbands. And this is something that could be catastrophic for many women because they're chasing items on a piece of paper or a list that's in their mind that aren't necessarily what they really need. So I'm going to actually request or invite you to completely scrap your list and 
we're going to take this time and take the opportunity to rewrite the list. And how are we going to rewrite it? We really need to focus on what's important for you to feel in a relationship. So what are your top priorities of what you want to feel? Um, is it a sense of security? Is it a sense of peace? Is it, you know, um, constant growth and excitement and thrill? What are your true priorities of what you want to feel when you're in a relationship with a man? Now, this is something that is often overlooked. We make lists that, you know, must respect my family or must be respectful, must be loyal, must be trustworthy, all that stuff. And that's all great. I'm not dismissing any of that. But it's the wrong place to start. We need to start from a place of feeling instead of a place of what the person does, how they do it. None of that really matters because sometimes what you're actually looking for in your list doesn't necessarily compute to a person that's going to give you the feeling you're looking for. And really, what's the point of being in a relationship if it's not going to create the environment in your life that you want? And that environment is founded on feelings. So let's look at it this way. When I was um, single and dating, uh, I had a, I made a few lists in my life, definitely in my teens, definitely in my 20s, I, I made lists. And I recognized that they weren't really valuable. They weren't helping me accomplish the type of relationship that I really dreamed of and craved and had in my mind. I've always believed, guys, in, in this relationship that is so fulfilling and so unique to what's out there today. And everyone told me, you know, you're dreaming, Celine. It's not like you're just, it's no man is like that, all of that stuff. And I wasn't willing to get married until I found everything that I was looking for. And everything I was looking for was a feeling, not a tick list of traditional items on there. So something on my list of what I wanted to feel when I rewrote my um, checklist, just like I'm requesting you to do as well, was that I wanted to feel respect towards a man. It was easy for me to get respect from men. I personally wasn't challenged with that when I was in the dating scene. But what I found a big challenge was I didn't often come across men I had a lot of respect for. And I don't mean that I didn't respect them. I mean that deep, intuitive respect where you can look up to a man and really feel led by them. And because I'm a strong woman, I'm very independent, it would take quite a bit for me to ever have that in a relationship where someone else could finally lead me instead of me always leading them and teaching them. So what was on my list was to genuinely have that admiration and that respect where I could really like look up to the man that I'm with in a, in a partnership. And um, that's something that, I mean, on, on a traditional list could look like accomplished or, 
you know, intelligent. And to be honest, those two things don't produce necessarily the outcome of me having that respect towards a man. So if I didn't lean on my new list and I was going off of the old one, which didn't take into account what I wanted to feel, I wouldn't necessarily be, you know, searching for the right things. So this is a small example. And I just want to add a little asterisk in this that, you know, when it comes to respect, again, I I might not be using the right the right word here uh, because I don't want it to have the connotation of having respect for someone because I respect all people uh, and value everyone for many different reasons. But the type of respect I'm personally referring to on on my list um, was that you know where you can really as a strong confident woman when you can also lean and rely. Uh, on the wisdom and the guidance of the man you're with equally. So that's what I mean when I'm referring to uh, admiring and respecting the man. So obviously, this wasn't just the only thing on my list. I had many things, but I wanted to demonstrate an example of how you can take a feeling um, and uh, on the new list instead of what exists on your older traditional list that you have. So to recap rule number one, it's really important that you throw out your old list and you rewrite a new one based on feelings. The list that you had before, don't worry, it's, uh, it's not going to go away. Obviously, there's certain things that are important to you, but I'm inviting you to reconsider what truly matters, what's truly important when it comes to what you want to feel and work backwards from there. And see, you know what, this thing that I really want has nothing to do with what I want to feel. So why have I been chasing that all this time? It's a really refreshing um, activity to do. And I highly recommend it to anybody who is still single and still interested in pursuing a relationship and trying to find that right guy for them. So let's move on to rule number two. Lean on your past for the answers. So if you are currently on the dating scene and you find a guy who you really like and who's really stimulating and you're really into, ask yourself, is this really reminding me of some place I've already been before? Have I dated this guy differently but still dated him with another person? Do you know what I mean by that? So have I, um, is this the same pattern I'm following just with a different name, different job, a different, uh, you know, way of doing it, but is the fundamental um, baseline similar to what I've gone for before? And the reason why it's important to lean on your past for answers is because if we know that this individual you find intriguing or exciting is foundationally similar to someone you've had in your past and it obviously didn't work, why are we doing it again? So your past has so many answers. They're so Your past is rich with content. 
You didn't go through those breakups and all that shitty pain for no reason. You went through them to learn something. So let's learn and let's look at what really happened in your past, why certain things didn't work, and what is in common with all the men that you've dated in your past. Now, you might come up with the answer after doing some reflection that, you know what, they don't have anything in common. And I would argue they do. There's something that each relationship, they tie into each other, whether if it's filling up one of your own voids or giving you a a sense of something that you, you've always wanted, whether if it's a sense of adventure or a challenge, there's always something that connects each of the relationships. Because keep in mind, you're the one in the driver's seat. You're the one picking these people based on um, what desires you have. And unless those desires dramatically shifted over the years or dramatically shifted as a result of self-development, there's definitely a pattern that I really want you to do the work and I really want you to find because finding it is going to give you the opportunity to choose differently. And how you can approach finding it is basically following the path line of, you know, looking at your exes and looking at what initially drew me to them and write those down for each ex. And then what didn't work in the relationship? Write all those down. Then look at, you know, how did I feel in those relationships? What feelings did I experience around that person? How did I feel as a woman around that person? Write all those things down. So keep asking yourself these types of questions and compare notes and you'll eventually see something that's going to give you a micro or a major aha moment where you're like, oh, wow, okay. So next time you meet Joe or another John, it's, wait a second, is this following the same pattern that I was able to find when I did that self-reflection before? And if you find it, then, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that guy might not work out, but it is a bit of a warning sign. It's a bit of a caution, you know, be careful, move forward with eyes totally open and don't go into this relationship fully blind and without auditing, you know, your motivations for being with this particular man, your motivations for finding him attractive and your, you know, internal gaps and voids that might be possibly doing the talking here to make him appealing to you. So sometimes it does require us to have some honest conversations about who we are, about our past, about why certain situations in our relationships didn't work out, what limitations we had with each character. So that's something else that you might want to take on during looking on um, all your past relationships. Like what did you fail at in those relationships with those particular characters you were with? Is it the same in all relationships? Does it differ based on the type of characteristics you came across in the other person? It's really important to do this work because if you don't clean up your past, if you don't audit it, if you don't take a good look under a microscope, it, you're not going to get that valuable content and the valuable answers that are right there in front of you. 
And it's important to just not take this as a shallow dive. Do a really deep dive here. Really look into your past for the answers. There's so many golden pieces that really can help shift your life and shift your perspective when you're dating. I'm going to give you an example. Um, I find examples always help me, so I'm hoping that they'll help you as well. I love variety and stimulation. I'm a very creative thinker and I, you know, love the unique type of thinkers. So what I mean by that is I didn't ever find the typical safe John very interesting. Like that was not something that intrigued me. Um, So one of my ex-boyfriends, the relationship didn't really work out and, uh, What I noticed I really enjoyed about that relationship and what compelled me and drew me in was variety, that sense of adventure, that sense of what's next. I was always on my toes. And for someone like me, that was very attractive and very important. And after we broke up, you know, the relationship wasn't the best one. It wasn't the healthiest. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the healthiest relationship. And you know, I really did self-development work. I really looked at, okay, what characteristics of mine were present based on who he was and, you know, what drew me into that relationship. I did all of that work. And it was only because of that work that I did that I almost caught myself getting into a similar situation. So I hadn't found anybody after that ex that I found remotely stimulating. There was no comparison. I'd go on dates. I was so bored. And this particular um, individual that I met for the first time, I was so stimulated. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm intrigued. He had totally managed to captivate my intrigue. And I had a moment where I said, "Uh uh-oh, this is triggering a thought in my mind because I've done the work here and I realized that I have dated him before just with another name, just with another body, just with another job title. And I could have easily dove in because keep in mind, I was single for a year and a half. I hadn't been stimulated mentally like that in a really long time. And I was so intrigued and captivated. And it was so easy to just go for it. But luckily, I had done the work and I caught the caution tape. I saw it right in front of me. And I realized that this is not a good person for me. This is going to become incredibly toxic and it's not the right guy. And because I had taken a look at what excited me in my ex, it was similar. Because I had taken a look of what feelings did I really enjoy, it was similar. And honestly, after um, a few months, I learned more about that person through distance, like just not even dating, just by getting to know him. And oh my gosh, the flags that I came across were insane looking from far away. So this is why this rule is so crucial. This is why I'm really trying to drill it home because I would have probably dated that person. I would have been caught in that trap and... I I honestly, I almost did, but it was that defining moment where I was able to look at the, the work I had done 
And they stay, anything you observe about yourself never goes away. So they're always going to stay in your mind on little shelves. And when a situation arises, you have an opportunity to look at what's on the shelf and make a valuable choice instead of being led by this um, default pattern that you might have living within you. So to summarize, rule number two is to lean on your past for the answers so that your future can have valuable men in it, that you're choosing men based on good reasons, not based on reasons of autopilot and, oh, he's stimulating, boom, let me go for the bad boy. No, really taking a look and making an informed decision before you leap forward. So rule number three. When you're faced with trying to pick the right guy while you're dating, arguably one of the most important things is to decide for your future, not for your right now. So just want to give you a quick heads up that um, I'm currently recording this in quarantine and I can hear that my husband just started his Armenian lessons in the other room. So you might hear some background noise, and I do apologize if that's the case. I am committed to making this an unfiltered and raw podcast, so I'm going to just stay with it. And hopefully it's not too noisy. Um, It doesn't sound like it will be, but just wanted to give you a quick heads up on that. So um, with rule number three, it's really important that when it's time to select your partner, your man, your whatever you want to call it, it's crucial that you take into consideration not just your today, but really deciding for your future self. If it comes to choosing a lifetime partnership, someone you're going to have for the rest of your life, then it's really important you think of yourself at the age of 50 or at the age of 70 Uh, At the age of, I don't know what age you're at. I don't want to state an age like 40 and then someone who's 45 is listening to this. But whatever age you're currently at, you need to propel yourself forward and ask yourself, does this human being and does this relationship have the potential to be something that I would still want when I am 50 or when I am 60? And I know you might be thinking, well, Celine, how the hell could I know from right now? Like, what kind of question is that? And what I'm really trying to get at is it's important that you recognize that, you know, certain things don't matter as much after a certain age. Things that might be very important to you today might not be important to you tomorrow. So if you're choosing someone strictly based on criteria for what matters now, then there is a risk that in the future you would you possibly might not align with that person and that person might not be as valuable to you um, or to the relationship if you're strictly considering yourself based on today. So how can you get into that abstract sense of um, thought process where you can really access the opportunity to see okay what you know what matters here how can I know that what can I do to help me get closer to bridge that gap of choosing someone who's not just good for today but also great for tomorrow and 
after doing a lot of this line of thinking myself, there are a few things I realized that matter. And I'm going to share with you my personal list. And if yours aligns with it, great. Then see if the relationship you're currently in or if the guy that you might date in the future has these things or these qualities that would help you accomplish what I'm about to say. And if you don't align with my own personal list, then use it as an opportunity to kind of brainstorm and get ideas of how to create your own. So when choosing for the future, not just for today, after a lot of deep thinking, I realized that it's very important to me to be with someone that I have a genuine sense of peace with. And uh, what I mean by peace is it just feels right. It just, there's no stress or anxiety or doubt of this person being the wrong or right person for me. So I knew that if I foundationally felt peace with the person, then there was something very lasting and genuine about the connection. Because someone as analytical as myself, I can really start to go crazy with, you know, finding all the possible limitations, gaps, and I can it, I can really drive myself nuts. So for me, knowing that I could come across someone who was who gave me that sense of peace was massive. I knew that the moment I'd find that, it would be worth considering as a lifetime partnership. And that's exactly what I felt with my husband when him and I were friends. And um, that feeling has never left. I've never had a doubt. Uh, I've always had that peace stay within me. And the reason why it's so important for the future is because I know that no matter how tough things could get, there's always that foundational peace. No matter what changes in our life, no matter what happens, there's always going to be that comfort and that peace that I have with him. And I'll be honest, if I chose just for today, peace is not something I'd really hunt for. It's not that attractive. You know, I, I at the time when I started dating my husband, I was 31 or 32, can't remember. Oh, 31. And um, I wanted stimulus. I wanted to have so much variety and excitement and luckily he's spontaneous so he certainly adds to those points but peace was never something that I would have really cared about it was only when I reflected on my life and you know (laughs) 50 years with this individual where I realized that's a very important quality that I never took into consideration before. I would have never really recognized its value unless I took my future into consideration. And I'll be honest, that peace that I feel that's naturally there with my husband is something that is our rock when we're in an argument or when the going gets tough or let's say we had a bad streak of arguments and it lasted a week long Normally in that week, I'd start to feel doubts about whoever I'd be dating or, oh my God, this isn't right, you know. But no matter what happens between us, I always know it's fine. It's going to be fine. This is just temporary. Why? That peace that um, I never knew I needed. But when I looked at my future, 
and realized I needed it was what really helps now in our arguments. And I can only imagine what it's going to do, you know, once children are at play or once we age. Um, It's such a foundational piece that I would have easily overlooked if I never thought of my future. So instead of sharing the rest of my list with you, I would really like you to actually take a moment and think of your future self. Think of what is important to you, of what your, you know, 20-year version older female is going to need or or want as best as you can. And, you know, a lot of us chase romance and this story, and that's all beautiful, and it's great, but will we really care later? You know, does do, do certain things matter as much when you've been married with someone for so many years? So when picking a guy, it's so important to choose for the future and you know, choose the items, prioritize the items that are life-lasting foundational pieces. So in your case, you know, you might say, I get bored so easily and I, you know, I move on to the next so fast. I need someone that keeps me excited and I know I'll need that when I'm 50. Great. That's a very important thing to identify. And moving backwards, From that perspective, you can start to look for pieces and elements in individuals that would create life-lasting excitement and thrill. Maybe somebody who loves to be unpredictable or, you know, is super spontaneous. And that's something that you might have not necessarily prioritized because you weren't really focused in and present to what's really going to matter to you in the long run. So, Taking into consideration all these three rules, and I'll summarize just to recap. Number one is to chuck out your existing list and rewrite it, and rewrite it from a perspective of what do I want to feel in a relationship or when I'm next to that man, and work backwards from there. And rule number two is leaning on your past for the answers and make sure that your taking your exes and your previous breakups as a valuable lesson and and as a gift to help you recognize what specific men aren't working for you but you're attracted to so that when you're faced with someone similar and your attraction draws you to an individual, you have the option to choose. You have the option to choose more wisely based on taking your previous experiences into consideration and making sure that you aren't following your autopilot patterns and you're you're choosing based on intention and based on recognition of ding ding I've done this work before I recognize that this is a similar person just with a different name and I'm going to step back from this one and watch from a distance and see what happens instead of jumping into that person. And last but not least, making sure that you're taking into consideration yourself in the future, not just yourself based on today, and choosing an individual that really has life-lasting qualities and attributes that connect to what's really foundational in you that you know you're going to need no matter how old you get. 
that's unshakable. You know, you just, you know, it's super important to you and it'll matter to you down the road. So you can choose backwards using that as your priority focus. Keeping these three rules in mind will really help you date differently. It'll help you select differently. It'll help you do something that you haven't maybe done yet. And it's possible as a result, you'll achieve different outcomes than you have up to this point. These three rules that I've offered you today are truly one of the main reasons that I found my husband. And without them, I I don't know if I ever would have. I don't know if I would have ever connected to the value that he offers because my mind wasn't really focused on what truly matters to me. It was focused on what I thought I needed and I was wrong. And that's why I wasn't finding the right men for me. So I would love if you took these rules on intensely, not just as a soft brush, like really go ahead, dive in deep and do the work. It'll be a worthy investment of your time. And you never know, it could really change the whole course of your life. And um, if you do struggle with any of this, Or if you want me to even look over your list, please go to my website. I truly care about you, whoever you are listening to this. And I promise I'll take time out of my day to help you out. Um, Or even if you've had a success story and you've started dating somebody that you didn't even think you'd ever be into as a result of doing this work, I'd love to hear from you about that as well. So go to my website, www.selenekirk.com, and I would be more than happy to connect with you and hear about your successes and even some of your setbacks with this. My commitment is to make sure that you live a more fulfilled, elevated, and powerful life that you truly want to live. And I know how important partnerships are and how important finding that right one is for so many of us women and I'm fully committed to helping you get there. Sometimes it's necessary to even work on ourselves and identify our own weaknesses and limitations that are imposing risk and harm into the relationships that we enter. If that's something that you want to do with me, I have several private one-on-one workshops that we can take that on together. Hope you're having an awesome day. Get started on these three rules and I will talk to you guys again soon.